0: Retromania Pro Wrestling Podcast Network is a Moonsault Media production and is intended for private use only. For more information, contact Retromania Podcast at gmail.com. Hey everybody and welcome to Retromania Presents Gaijin Wrestling Radio. A little special people. I am joined here with Will Rodriguez. Hey, Will, you are a wrestling buddy with current members of the hosting squad, um, the Wrestle Buds, and you're 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 one of the buds too. And uh, we we met the first time going to ROH Best, mm-hmm. World, and that was in July, correct? During yeah the- yeah yeah, um, Had our own little pod.
1: Yeah. Uh, so everybody, welcome, Will. Will. How's it going man? It's going good. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me and uh giving me your time. Um uh we wanted to discuss some Ring of Honor. So you're 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 friends with Kyle and Jimmy and Dan and they are Ring of Honor diehards and they have been to a lot of shows. Uh so tell me your history of wrestling first off and then tell me how you met them uh and kind of catch us up like what, what your state of like wrestling fandom like let's let's catch up with you in this retrospective uh podcast
1: oh boy okay where to start with that um a lot of stuff yeah <laughs> uh so i guess it starts with like just being friends with uh kyle and jimmy uh childhood friends they've all as long as i've known them they've always been into wrestling um for whatever reason, it never, it never clicked with me growing up, but I, I liked that they liked wrestling. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, you know, around the time we were like 15 years old, they were starting to go to ROH shows. So, uh, yeah, this must've been like summer of punk era type stuff. Uh, and I never really had the opportunity to go with them the one time I almost went to a show was with Jimmy and Dan, but then Dan's car broke down before we even got out of Maryland. So, uh, I wound up not, not going to my first show until like 10 years after that. Wow. Um, things
0: happen happen, though.
1: Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, Like you know, I, my, my relationship with wrestling is very much was very much super casual. Um, through kyle and jimmy so um you know for for a few years in the last decade or so it was always like oh hey Royal rumbles on wrestlemania's on uh let me hit up like kyle because at this time jimmy was down in virginia so kyle's more accessible and be like hey you want to hang out watch one of these pay-per-views um the casual get-togethers exactly exactly and then there's plenty of times where hanging out with kyle he'll be like oh let me bring up some youtube videos and um and you in your off time
0: that. did you ever like seek it out or anything or
1: like you know no so that that was i i don't know i don't know why like i i definitely enjoyed especially watching um the stuff kyle was showing me on youtube mostly like a lot of pwg stuff um okay. i know young but young buck stood out um and there were a couple times I remember uh, watching like a Royal Rumble, and uh, uh, Kofi Kingston did the Kofi spot, you know, during during the Rumble, and I'd be like, I was like, one. Oh, of that's them, awesome.
0: Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: So, like it, that, you know, that impressed me. And then just always hearing Kyle go, "Yeah, that guy's awesome," but he's not Vince McMahon's type. Um, right, right, right. And right um, the there, was that
0: getting the insight there?
1: Yeah, exactly, and like, you know, always, like, for years, like, I was hanging out with Kyle and be like, you know, what's going on, what's happening in the world of WWE, and for so long, it was always like, the way he would describe it, it was like, it was on the cusp of something, like, I remember it was like, you know, CM Punk is the champ, there's this thing called The Shield, it feels like, you know, they're gonna turn the corner, it feels like something awesome's gonna happen, and that was like, all I heard from Kyle for years, was just WWE was on the cusp of, of turning a, a new page, and it never happened. So I think that kind of um, prevented me from seeking it out too much. Um, I did try watching it. I did try watching like a Hulu cut on my own one time, but it didn't, didn't click with me. Yeah. So uh, anyways, kind of rambling. Eventually around 2016, I went to my first show, which was an ROH show in Philly. Went with Kyle um, and Dan was there. Uh, what show was that? Oh God, I can't, I couldn't tell you the name. Um, sure, if they I were just, here, they'd be screaming at you right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I just all I all I remember from it was other than it was at 2300, so it was at the ECW arena. Okay. Um, uh, and I do remember Briscoes were there, Young Bucks were there, and uh Dalton Castle stood out because his you know his entrance. I was like, oh, who's that guy? That's fun. Mm. Um, and so, I, after that show, I then started following like Young Bucks and a few other wrestlers on on social medias and stuff, and kind of like just that caused me to start keeping a very casual eye on wrestling. Okay. And then went to a couple local shows with with uh, with Kyle and Jimmy in between then. Um,
0: and so yeah got local as far as like uh, evolve or mcw yeah
1: yeah yeah so there was a couple mcw shows um actually kind of kind of funny Is uh we went to an mcw show uh matt hardy was there and this was this was yeah yeah he was in the main event and this was weeks before the he did the broken uh matt hardy gimmick because then i remember kyle sending me a text being like Dude, remember how we just saw Matt Hardy? You got to check out this video. And I was just like, "What is happening?"
0: Nobody had a premonition. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Um, and actually, Jeff Hardy showed up too. He was in a he was in a hoodie. Yeah, yeah, that was a treat. He was in a hoodie and he kind of did a little run out to help out Matt. And um,
0: are, are you going to go see uh, some of his acoustic sets coming up? I didn't know he was doing acoustic
1: sets. Is he doing acoustic sets?
0: i'm gonna focus on music for right now in okay the end of, uh, the december 2021 where we're recording this but yeah
1: <laughs> i gotta i gotta check that out um and then i did go to an evolve show i remember that was actually a solid show um chris hero and uh, zach saber jr had a match wow. matt R- yeah that that was that was a lot of fun to watch um and this was before i was like a wrestling fan so I was, I was impressed with that. Uh, and Tony Nese got his uh, NXT contract there. I do I do remember awesome, being, awesome. being front row. William Regal was there. Um, so, yeah, I went to a couple of those local shows in between. So that was like between 2016 and then, yeah. So then 2018, uh, this is when I finally became a fan was because um, I, I was following the Young Bucks on Twitter, and then they had the announcement. They're like, you know, big news coming January 1st. 2019 sure enough that was AEW, and for some reason that's what that was the catalyst and i could couldn't tell you why other than maybe it was like a david and goliath story where it's like finally wwe has competition right and And so
0: wwe has something that was like uh had potential for you as far as storytelling and wrestling and then maybe
1: aew kind of filled in that gap I don't know because I wasn't really – I think I was turned off from WWE just from, like, just hearing about, like, you know, nothing's happening. They're not pushing the right guys. Um, I remember watching a, a, a pack match with Kyle, too, or at the time, Neville or whatever, being super impressed with him because, you know, the whole – what was his gimmick? The 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 man gravity forgot or whatever.
0: Yeah, but originally it was going to be Mighty Mouse. <laughs>
1: so yeah but I remember having the same conversation with him about like Kofi Kingston where it was just like this dude's awesome this is entertaining I would I would watch this every week and then Kyle's like yeah don't get your hopes up um so I yeah just just hearing like the kind of like negative opinions on WWE it just never clicked with me Mm. but for some reason the AEW announcement something that was something something happened that I was just like this is interesting. Let me look into this. And then I, I went and watched all in, which was a lot of fun to watch. And then, yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there. And, and to any AEW shows at all. Yeah. Yeah. Went to, um, went to the, uh, the first one in DC. Okay. Went to, uh, and went to full gear in Baltimore. Wow. So Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Those were, those were a lot of fun and going to the the DC shows coming up uh uh next month but uh yeah that was that's like so 2019 was when i i started seeking out wrestling uh on my own and uh yeah the rest is
0: history that is very cool it's very interesting to hear your perspective uh going forward uh throughout this podcast cuz i i i like usually i meet a fan that's like been a you know someone who like watched it when they were very younger and then, you know, lapsed for a while and then come back to it later or something. But uh, there's some type of lapse, but you come into it like later in life, which is, yes, which is very, very cool. I, I like, I like that aspect though. It's different. Um, So it's like, not like you're tainted in any way. But <laughs> you, can, you can still get tainted by your friends uh, or, you know, like, <laughs> Or like your own perspective, but I, I, I like that. That's very cool. So going forward, you you and I went and we uh we first met at the uh best in the world. That's cool. And that was a that was a fun event, but it was during the pandemic. So it was kind of a ring of honor was just scaled down to nothing. So
1: there was maybe what do you say? How many people were there? Oh, that it had to have been under under two thousand uh maybe a thousand maybe i it's hard to say because it was all the pod situation so it's hard to gauge
0: but they they spaced this out so we we sat together like five in a group or Mm -hmm. six in a group and then they spaced this out like two seats aside um and then from there like everybody else had like a space in front of them or behind them too um it, it was very uh it was, it was done well, which was cool. Like Dan, Dan was like, I, I would love wrestling if this was always, <laughs> oh, well. and again, the wrestlers wouldn't eat, um, yeah. <laughs> eating that much or like getting that much income. But yeah, um, so that was good. And we had seen Bandito become world champion, which was awesome. First Mexican versus Mexican uh, heavyweight championship for the ring of honor world heavyweight champion chip. And uh, we, we saw that that was a great match. Um, a lot of fun stuff there during that event. It was cool. Like being close knit with those people and the stadium there. So then they are holding final battle, their final battle, quote unquote, ring of honor uh, went through some stuff. Uh, with the covid and you know that they, they made the announcement that uh they would be ceasing operations um and giving everybody the opt to get out of their contract or stay with them and they're going to reimagine ring of honor so uh bittersweet but now things are different with ring of honor going forward for this event final battle uh, and you were intrigued as well as all of us the rest will- buds um <laughs> what were you looking forward to before the 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 change of plans uh for the pandemic and then going into it we'll talk about the matches and your experience
1: like what was i looking forward to the specific pay-per-view
0: yeah in the pay-per-view or like coming forward to like uh final battle like like at first we were like oh final battle is coming back all right cool that's so <laughs> good and then all of a sudden like within a month we were like, oh, oh. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be the final
1: battle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that definitely, yeah, the news certainly changed um uh, certainly changed my expectations because before I was just expecting that like pretty much what we saw best in the world, you know, just a solid uh pay-per-view. But then yeah, this definitely definitely changed the that di- di- dynamics of it. Um you know I was expecting some emotional uh matches. Um uh, certainly people giving it their all and all, you know, all that. And it it, it delivered. It, it actually, I would say it exceeded my expectations, to be honest.
0: Right on. Um, so, like, take me into it. Uh, like, you and I, when, when we all went with the dudes for Best in the World, we had to mask up and it was uh, separated. How was it going into the
1: same arena for Final Battle? Uh, almost nobody wearing masks. <laughs> we were probably one of the few groups wearing, wearing masks. Um, and there was no pods this time, which was, which was, which was nice. I, I, I you know, I like being in the crowd and that energy. Right. Um, and um, yeah, it, it was, it was nicer to see the stands filled out a bit more for sure. Yeah. Um, definitely I not I don't know why they ran were running shows out of that arena because you know they curtain off half the arena and then they don't sell tickets to the top yeah, uh, yeah. concourse so it always looks kind of empty but um yeah I mean the crowd crowd was great uh some fans of Flip Gordon I was sitting around which didn't sour my experience but I was just kind of like. Eh. But no, other than that, uh, energy from, from pre-show all the way through the the grand finale was, was great. Yeah. I've
0: always, I've always said that like the closer knit, like going to MCW shows or, uh, the ring of honor shows. And I'm sure like Kyle and Jimmy and Dan are more like apropos to this type of like statement, like they would know better than us, but, uh, there are some characters, uh, going to those local shows. Um, it's it's part of the show so uh, (laughs) they they definitely bring the energy you know yeah uh it it, it's fun stuff let's get into the event did you guys get there uh to witness all the matches going through
1: yes uh i was in the beer line for the uh the first pre-show match the uh six-man tag title
0: tag ring of honor world uh six-man tag the righteous vincent Bateman and Dutch uh, with Veda von Starr um, defeating Shane Taylor Promotions. That's con Moses and O'Shea Edwards uh, with Ron Hutt out there. Um, Ten minutes. It, it, it was action-packed. Um, some fun stuff. They had been building up this feud for the last month. And I like how the Righteous finally, you know, kind of come into their place. But, uh, again, bittersweet because we're coming to an end of... Uh, an era in ROH and the last uh, event that we had seen the righteous, uh, they looked like they were challenging for bandito or coming towards his title. Uh, but, oh, yeah. uh, bandito becoming, uh, a victim of COVID and, uh, things there. So everything changed, but yeah. Uh, you know, you said you're in the beer line. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately
1: <laughs> we got, we got there just in time for that match to start. And, uh, I, I, I wish I would have seen it because I, I do like uh, Shane Taylor Promotions. Um, I, know, uh, I believe Con and Moses came out of MCW, too. Yes. yes. Um, and O'Shea Edwards is a whole lot of fun. I, I love him. And,
0: and um, he's a throwback to ROH, one of the originals, too, which I didn't know. Wow. Until, I didn't know that. Uh, I saw this the picture that uh, uh, Kyle had shared in our group text and he's there with Samoa Joe and all those guys uh back in the day so he was uh he was part of the original stomping grounds of ROH
1: Interesting Yeah Yeah so um I was actually a little bit surprised that they they dropped the titles but uh not too surprised they've had it they they were holding all of those titles for a minute
0: Yeah holding a strong foundation there um not not playing on words of the foundation but Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, moving on confused. moving on the next match Miranda Alize and the allure the allure the allure Allure, allure. Um, <laughs> allure. Uh Angelina Love and Manny Leon defeated Chelsea Green and the Hex Allison K and Marty Bell. Um yeah. Uh you know um action Pack six man or six woman Mm-hmm. In, uh, about seven minutes. Um, fun stuff there. Um, yeah, for sure. I always like to see Chelsea Green and uh, Marty Bell and Allison Kay. They're they're great yeah. wrestlers. Um, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know. Angelina Love never really struck me as something like to grasp onto, but uh, a, a good match nonetheless. Moving on story parts for their book. Mm-hmm. So the 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 heels have to get the victory here, um, and they. They go on. We'll see what happens as they move on with ROH. I don't know how much crossover this is going to get because you know it's yeah. going to go their own ways and we'll see. And we'll we'll discuss that as far as like what you think is going to happen with Ring of Honor in the future and uh how we go from there. Uh moving on, another 10-man tag team match, uh, one of the pre-show matches. <laughs> PK Black, Flip Gordon. Brian Malonis Beer City Bruisers and the world famous Cheeseburger defeated LSG Sledge Max the Impaler Demonic Flamita and Will Ferreira with Amy Rose about 11 minutes uh did you see this one
1: yeah yeah um I was in time for the got back to my seat in time for these uh last two pre-show matches um yeah you know 10 man tag match a lot of crazy spots uh what stood out for me the most was certainly uh, uh Max the Impaler because um they've been wrestling in the uh women's division uh for their whole time in in ROH. And I believe this is the first time they they were able to wrestle against uh uh men. Yeah, and yeah. so that's uh that was kind of a big deal. And they they certainly impressed and held held their own, which you know, of course, yeah, you know, intergender wrestling is uh, yeah i don't know if, if our which has ever done that before but uh to yeah that extent, that stood out
0: yeah to some extent but yeah it's everybody this year is kind of taking a step forward with intergender uh, wrestling in a way i think um yeah. uh, at least on the major scale of promotions that i've seen um i know indie wrestling has always done that but uh for televised wrestling yeah it's it's i've 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 at least seen one for each promotion you know
1: yeah well except you know tony khan is his opinions on on intergender but yeah yeah, this 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 was this was a fun match uh solid one to to end the pre-show
0: yeah absolutely and then getting into the main show we see dragon lee defeating ray horace in 11 minutes and 20 seconds in a singles match um these guys had some history going back to best in the world when we saw them and even before yeah. then, um, just a lot of uh, uh, in strife with uh, the, the um, loss in, in fashion and um and Ray Horace uh, being friends with uh, Bandito, but getting scaled down. I mean, you know, like I think these guys put on a great match, <laughs> Uh fast, sure fast paced, a uh, hard hitting, but, uh, overall, like, I don't know, Dragon Lee could have, could have, could have been pushed further up the card. I think they might've wanted to eventually get him and Bandito in the ring, but, uh, sure. Never really got there.
1: So, uh, what, what about you? What are your thoughts? Uh, I certainly was surprised that this was the opening match for, for the card. I remember turning to, to Kyle and being like, Oh, okay. We're starting, starting off hot. Um, so I, I you know uh, but at the same time uh with what's happening with with the company I, I'm not surprised that like international talent is probably not getting you know they probably just don't know what to do with international talent right now true, since they true. don't know what to do with any talent um <laughs> mm-hmm. I imagine do international talent could be pushed you know lower on the card
0: yeah sorry to interrupt do you think nah. that they them latching on to international talent as far as like CMLL or triple a uh that was a hindrance during their pandemic like uh days the last year or two because i think I... I think it was it was good like it like it it was a good thought but uh, in hindsight now it's like you kind of uh pigeonhole yourself into those those guys that are also tied into AAA or CMLL that have to go back or can't right. work with you anymore or can't travel to Canada or anywhere else, you know, it's like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of restrictions.
1: Yeah, you know, that actually never Really crossed my mind slapping the the title on international talent during a pandemic, where your your international talent might not be able to cross the border. Yeah, um, yeah, no. In hindsight, that definitely is a risky move. And plus, with like Mexican wrestling in general, with all the drama that happens down there, um, especially with like CMLL. I mean they they just pulled a bunch of, uh, of their wrestlers from indie shows in the states because. I forget what the drama is. I guess there's like triple A wrestlers on the card and CMML is like. It's, always, it's a blood feud between. Yeah, them. exactly. It's, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's so much drama trying to work with, with those promotions uh, south of the border that, you know, even if it wasn't a pandemic, yeah, just going that route was going to be, uh, it was going to be tricky.
0: Yeah. And I think that, I think that overall that was a hindrance for them. Um, It, it was good. Like it was, a it was a good thought. You know, like, I, I like the idea of mixing the Lucha in there and, like, you know, going that route. But uh, you got to think about it in, like, uh, travel-wise, which, you know, nobody thought about the pandemic <laughs> until, yeah. until, it, until it happened. But, yeah, yeah. nonetheless, uh, Dragon Lee coming up hot there and no, no Roosh on this card at all. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: no. Mm-hmm. Uh, injured, right? Or
0: I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's got an injury. Yeah. Um, moving on. Next match: the four corner, kernel, four kernels. <laughs> I, I want I, yeah, four corner. Survivors. <laughs> the Ring of Honor World Television Championship, going eight minutes and fifteen seconds. Ret Titus defeats Dalton Castle, Silas Young, and Joe Hendry wow um this was this was uh okay joe hendry still has a uh a lot to go in the ring with like mm-hmm. like uh communication with those guys it seemed like he's lost to me a lot of the time like he's like stalling and waiting um dalton castle did his thing silas <laughs> young is gonna be silas <laughs> young and sure. Rhett Titus is a classic there. So I think this was kind of like a consolation prize. It's like, Hey, you've been here so long. Let's give you the, let's give you the television championship and you can do a
1: dropkick. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, That's pretty much, uh, the, the sentiments I had about this match. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize that, uh, Titus had been with the company 15 years and, uh, this is his first time uh holding a title so you know uh, you, uh, you know it was nice it was nice <laughs> the only the only person in that match i really have any uh any feelings either way about is dalton castle um just cuz he's fun you know it's it's oh, it's, you, you know you see him live it's uh, I, I i hope i hope he he goes places uh, a- after this cuz he had just where I mean, where did you see him he got anywhere to be honest. He the, the crowd was, was was hot for him as, as usual. Um you know I could I, I don't know if he could be a, a regular on AEW. I could see him being able to make appearances there, but um for me AEW is stacked to the to the yeah
0: with a roster already. Um I could see Dalton Castle definitely going to NWA um being yeah being like a like a you know a colorful
1: personality there um yeah uh but not that crazy about nwa but that's personal opinions against billy corgan but (laughs) um yeah he could really he he would be able he'd be fine anywhere i i i see him doing getting bookings on on anywhere uh, on the independents for sure
0: and that's the fun thing about now. It's like uh, we're opening up back again, so we can see independence or people traveling and possibly MCW evolve. You know, going there like evolves that, but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, well, what evolve I mean, evolves uh, no more
0: DCW or anything like that. Or yeah, um, that'd be interesting. Uh, moving on, we have Josh Woods defeating Brian Johnson uh defending his roh pure championship uh in twelve minutes and fifty eight seconds. What'd you think about this one?
1: It was fun. It's solid. Uh I I like I you know didn't know anything well, best of the world I, I didn't know anything about the pure rules. I remember you guys having to explain that to me, but uh I I very much dig these matches.
0: Um Brian Johnson, that's uh he was Feel for wrestling. How do you feel? Does do you feel that it slows down the pace, or do you feel that you're more like
1: psychologically
0: invested?
1: Or I I I like the the this is a more broader, but I like for the that it brings more variety into wrestling styles. You know, it's, it's um because I know people have their feelings about you know the, the grappling and uh, and you know it's they it. yeah, it's. I, I, and I understand that. I understand it's not necessarily always the most exciting uh, uh, wrestling to watch, but I like that it's variety. I like that it it's there is a level of uh, uh, a different level of skill and knowledge of wrestling that you you need to implement for it. So um, yeah, I'm very much a fan. Um, Brian Johnson is his gimmicks the mecca, right? That's no
0: yes he's yes cca
1: yeah, yeah yeah yeah. so you know he came in he, he he's also cut. the mcw champion yes he's the current mcw champion which they're doing their their final their version of final battle since uh they're they they're no longer have their arena um yeah he came in and you know perfect perfect heel um josh woods look real mean um mean and clean in the match uh and, you know, I liked it. Well, he was like he, he tapped him out on the on the turnbuckle. Can't remember. Yeah, it was a few beers deep at this point. But
0: yeah, <laughs> it, was a, it was a tricky tap out on the turnbuckle. But Brian yeah. had essentially used all his rope breaks. Right, so, right, right, right. But Brian Johnson is great. Um, uh, I, I'm not that big on Josh Woods, but he, he performs well in everything mm-hmm. that i see you know it's like we tried to hate on the mike bennett and josh woods match or or no it was it was josh woods and uh holy crap uh, it was josh woods and silas young and they they pulled out the stops they pulled out the table spot that he pulled oh out,
1: yeah pulled out it's the, coming out, back to the, me now yeah he pulled out <laughs> the
0: big <laughs> suplexes like we were like holy <laughs> shit, yeah. tearing it up in the ring right now um yeah that that was really fun um this match i kind of like was back and forth with like my feelings of like intense not intense like they're they you know like I feel like Brian Johnson should have came out the winner like he deserves this title and he could be like the best like heel to hold the pure championship and like be a cheater you know uh but nonetheless we'll see where they go in the future uh moving on it's Shane Taylor defeating Kenny King in, in a fight without honor <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they brought out all the stops, and it was Kenny King returning to his uh, former self, his uh, original uh, character or gimmick, if you will, in uh, in Ring of Honor. And he comes out with you know the the bandana and gloves, and it's it's hardcore Kenny King. But I can't ever take him serious because he's been on like The Bachelorette and what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he's been on like like reality dating shows, so no, <laughs> don't take him seriously. He just wants to be a celebrity. <laughs> sure, he's the, he's the king, but he's uh, he's he's pimping himself too much. Uh, Gotta get
1: out there. But that match was a banger. Um, it was fun. Very. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like I'm a fan of Shane Taylor. Um, and I, you know, the crowd getting behind Shane Taylor was always for that. The six man tag, I heard it from from the beer line. Everyone chanting STP um, and with, with this match as well, Jess, you know. It's always fun to see ladders. It's always fun to see big ladders. <laughs> um, yeah, even bigger ladders than you. Do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the yeah, light.
0: the lights don't even go that high in ROH. Why do you need a ladder that high?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, it. was it was a high energy match to watch. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Very glad to see Shane Taylor get the win. Um, and then go uh, so over
0: in Ring of Honor, you know. When yeah. We go to the live shows, the show that we went to, and even yeah. I see him every time on TV. And even the last year during the pandemic, Ring of Honor gave him a big push. Uh, mm-hmm. This dude is over, you know. Mm-hmm. For uh, sure. It, it, yeah. It, it clearly shows, especially with that match.
1: Yeah, I, and you know, po- post ROH, I, I I expect him to to. To go on to to better things, or at least I hope he, he goes on to, to better things. Um, just because of this, how 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 over he is, um, and then I don't know if they the they broadcast at the moment uh, after the match, or like ST, uh, everyone from STP and uh, like all the other a few other uh, like not cheeseburger but world famous CB was out there although he was wearing his cheeseburger. It uh, was all it so.
0: was all the uh, African American talent from yes. Ring of Honor. Um, man, that was a great moment.
1: Um, that that
0: that was special. Yeah. Tell it's because Shane Taylor is a trainer there. Kenny King has helped train people. Um, they've been there for a long time together. Uh this rivalry is sewn up because of the end of Ring of Honor. I think they could have stretched this out longer with La Fascinas in Gobernables and uh, you know, uh <laughs> and Shane Taylor promotions. Uh they could have they could have, you know, stretched that out, but you know. Uh, things happened with the pandemic. So they they wanted this big match there for these guys and their foundation members of uh, Ring of Honor. And it, it was very cool to see all the African-American talent out there um, to celebrate and, uh, you know, rejoice with each other for a hard-hitting match, man. Oh, yeah. uh, a lot of ladder bumps, like, a lot of, lot of, like, oh, man. There was a couple things where I was like, Jeez, Kenny! Yeah, for sure, yeah. landing on his head—like he landed on his head for the ladder spot when they broke through on the uh, the uh, apron when the uh, the guys were holding the ladder between the the uh, barricade and the ring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The pile driver spot. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. He, he whacked see, his head really hard.
1: Yeah, I didn't get to. I didn't get to see the landing live. I only got to see them like as they go. So I didn't, I didn't know that he'd land right on his head. Oh
0: yeah. It it was nasty. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, it was a great time. Um, before we move on, you, you just reminded me, did you guys get to see any of the, uh, inserts of like the talent from the past?
1: Yeah. So they, they, they showed them, uh, couldn't hear it all too well. Um, especially if the crowd was still, uh, you know, active. Um, but they, they played them, they played them. Um, That's why it kind of, it kind of sucked that they, I I guess I understand for time constraints, but they started playing the CM Punk, uh, uh, message during the, uh, after, after the, uh, uh, Shane Taylor match. Of course they would. Yeah. That interrupt. That's why a lot of people online were like, you know, you didn't get to see this because they cut right to CM Punk. Oh Um, boy. Yeah. So yeah, the, the CM Punk message was going on when all all the gentlemen had their fists in the air and I was just like, "Ah, come on, let it. You could hold off a few more seconds, but yes, they did. They did show almost like all AEW guys now, Um but yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, that was neat.
0: And do you think that's a top? Well, well, all right, we'll get to it after. Let's, <laughs> yeah. let's run through. All right. Match number eight, Roxy defended her ring of honor women's world championship, defeating Willow Nightingale via pinfall in nine minutes and 50 seconds. What'd you think of this one?
1: Uh this was a a, a standout performance for me uh for Willow. Um I kind of feel bad Roxy uh got booed a lot. <laughs> um even though she, you know, she she had a fine performance, but the crowd was I think the, behind. Fans, I think the fans just love Willow too much. Yeah, it was it this was the first uh, was that the charisma Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, The the energy she brings, um, she actually kind of reminds me of like uh, Erica Lee, Erica Lee, Um, where they're kind of like goofy, kind of happy go lucky, but then once the match starts, you know, like oh, they could go. They're not just you know (laughs) this smiles and skipping and all that stuff. It's like oh, they can go. And Um, I know my own strength,
0: but I'm not. Yeah,
1: you know, it's like yeah, right. So um, this was. I would say the first time the crowd really got loud, um, there were, I mean, for, for Shane Taylor and, and, and Kenny King, they certainly, they certainly were active, but, uh, there were, there was something special about the crowd rallying behind Willow. Um, there was a guy sitting behind us that was, he was a riot calling all the spots, really hyping up Willow. Um, that certainly got, that certainly helped, you know, with, with, with the energy, awesome. um, yeah, and so uh, yeah, Willow absolutely killed it. I uh, can I could, I, I could kind of understand why you know the, the result was the way it was. Um, and Ro- Roxy was fine. She's still like what? She's nineteen. She's young. She
0: 19.
1: yeah yeah. Um, so she'll she'll bounce back from it. But like I refrained from booing Roxy, but I was still surprised that the crowd was like they they were not happy with the result. Um, yeah. But yeah, stand out performance in my in my opinion. Now,
0: now is that something for you getting into like seeing live shows? Because I, at this point, I think you've probably seen more live shows than I have in my lifetime because you're you're like an avid fan of going to see live shows. But uh, the crowd is the most important part, right?
1: Oh yeah, uh, e- easily. Um, I went to I was there for um, Matt Cardona and Nick Gage. Uh, at GCW um, over the summer, and the I just I've never been in a crowd that ravenous. the, the energy was was next level, um, and it it makes it makes all the difference. And just going a little tangent, I think that's just what ha- what GCW has right now that that no one else does. Is besides the talent and and the booking and um and all that is just the fan base like i think any promotion would kill to have a fan base that is as supportive as as the as gcw fans um just because yeah you know a hot crowd nothing beats that It, it makes the experience it's it's yeah
0: that that like that that brings a smile to my face just because it reminds me of like i mean i'm a i'm a I'm 34, but I've watched wrestling for so long, but that I've watched, I have like intrigued by wrestling from the 50s, 60s and 70s. So it's like, I see those territory areas where they have normal fans that are or reoccurring fans that are always there. So you get like the twins that are always in the front row at, like some south shows or like you get people in the dc area or baltimore area or like up in philly and ecw there's like the sign guy like you know there's like people that are always there that like bring the energy but then they bring other people because mm-hmm. of that energy um and that's i think something that has been missing from wrestling for a long time that we actually were able to regain with the pandemic in know in a strange way
1: you know <laughs> yeah yeah no i i i totally I totally agree yeah. and just also touch on, like i went to a, a another local show uh recently too and uh the show was great uh the crowd was a little quiet and polite and it's certainly that's yeah it's such a different experience for all from when the crowd is just screaming and chanting and so uh
0: could you even imagine yeah. going to a new japan show right now where they even <laughs> they can't even emote all they can do is like <laughs> just polite like, golf claps <laughs> <laughs> the gauge coming out you're just slapping
1: your hands as hard as you can oh and yeah it's you know it's a different culture, but man, yeah, I can't I can't imagine that, it's especially, I mean, speaking of Nick Gage, you know, that, that mosh pit entrance is just, there have been times where, like, I'm too old for that, but there are, t- there are times where I'm looking over and I'm like, I feel like running over there, <laughs> You're like, I want to get in. I'm going to blade myself. <laughs> exactly. Infectious for sure. Yeah.
0: Speaking of violence and blading, uh, Violence Unlimited, Brody King, Homicide, and Tony Deppin, and Rocky Romero. One of these things are not like the other. With Chris Dickinson, (laughs) defeated EC3, Eli Isom, Tyler Rust, and Tracy Williams in an eight man tag team match going about 15 minutes um it this is kind of getting into the foundation versus violence unlimited feud that had been building up this whole year in ring of honor mm-hmm. and uh lo and behold jay lethal is not present uh so yeah. yeah one of the biggest things that they were trying to get to is kind of not there uh, Daisy, <laughs> we're just ring of
1: honor <laughs> yeah yeah so i think this was kyle had to explain this one to me um but I believe this was the one where they were doing a bunch of like old school ROH spots, uh, throughout yeah. the match. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I remember like seeing Kyle look, 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 looking over and Kyle and Jimmy were popping hard and, you know, h- homicide hitting the, the cop killer, obviously, you know, gets everyone going every time. So, uh, you know, a little, little special treat inside this match. Um, but, uh, The right result, uh, because I'm just, I'm a huge fan of all those, all these guys in, uh, in violence, uh, uh, unlimited shame, you know, Chris Dickinson has his, has his injury because he's always, he's always fun to watch. Um, But yeah, very special, very special match, I'd say.
0: Yeah. Um, Interesting stuff there. I mean, we get, it's like the outcast, like Tracy Williams is the one guy that was like ROH cool we're down with you and then you get like Eli Isom who's this up and comer it's like yeah yeah we can cheer for you and then you get Taylor Rust who just got released from NXT and he had already been Russ Taylor and all that other crap that he went through and then EC3 another uh yeah uh, and
1: then we'll say EC3 looks shredded I'll give him that but of course yeah and then after this was the whole uh, Braun Strowman coming out thing and strong and strong bro man yeah and the whole uh, yeah. f- uh, control your narrative thing we don't need corporate like that promo went on
0: way till
1: I was exhausted you know,
0: the reaction was kind of like what we got on audio it was kind of like man like some people were like yeah but then some people were like mm.
1: it was very crazy. much so it was like very 40, much forty like.
0: Sixty percent, meh, Forty percent. Yeah,
1: meh. yeah. That—that's exactly what it was like in the crowd. I—I was—I was like looking at my watch, like, "Come on,
0: dude, go, oh, please." <laughs> Our semi-main event. We're moving on. The Briscoe brothers, Jay and Mark Briscoe, defeating the OGK, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett, uh, the champions at the time, with Maria Kanellis Bennett, who had to. Get her spot in there. She said, Mike, just spear me through a table every day.
1: <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Fifteen minutes and forty seconds. This was a fucking like all out banger.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um probably I would say my I would match of the night. It looks like it looks like it's everybody's match of the night and I would I would agree with that assessment. Uh Briscoe's always bring it. Um I've become a fan of Mike Bennett since his release. Uh, that was a while go. ago.
0: Let's go, Mike!
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the Maryland
1: accent fans that cheered him <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, go that's
0: good.
1: That's a good. That's a good Maryland accent.
0: <laughs> yeah, my, Mike Bennett's been been decent. Matt Taven, I feel like he had that. Oomph, and then Rouge came along, and then he kind of got on the back burner, and he had uh, suffered some injuries, and then the the ongoing, off going uh, feud with uh, with Vince, Vincent, um, which lasted way too long. They could have, yeah. you know, blown that off so many different times, but they had injuries that were not, you know, you know, didn't work out in the booking, essentially. Right. And then when they did blow it off, it was like the cheapest cage ever and it didn't work out and then it just it just didn't work out for them but i feel bad for those guys and i love that they're their originals the ogk yes but the briscoes are the heart and the soul of ring of honor Um, yeah and those guys fucking put it on Regardless, and uh the big spots here that we'll see is the demolition doomsday device over the top rope. Holy shit, that got like the biggest reaction of the night. Um oh, Matt Taven jumping over the top rope onto the outside, giving the doomsday device to Mark Briscoe.
1: Holy shit. That's just absolutely insane. And I am... So this is another tangent about the Athletic Commission, because I forget which one, you know, one of the Briscoes was bleeding. And, I uh, you know, I'm pretty sure in Maryland you're technically supposed to stop the match regardless. oh' yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, it would, even talk with Dan about that, he's just like, could you imagine if they actually like stop the, that, that match just because of just because of the blood it would have been it would have been a riot near oh easily easily so uh i'm glad i think like I, sinclair must know somebody in the government or they're eating the fines but um yeah that was that was that was such a high energy uh match and then obviously what happened afterwards was oh, uh tell us yeah yeah. The, the loudest, the loudest pop of the night. Easily. FTR. Yeah, man. And it was great. It was one of those moments where like when FTR first showed up, you know, the crowd is, you know, kind of, you know, split a little bit. There's FTR chance there's Briscoe chance, but then sure enough, you know, as, as it keeps going and then everybody in that arena was, you know, fuck them up Briscoe's, you know, that, that chant going And then, uh which one was it was it Dax gets in the ring and they're so good at being heels that match if that's not on AEW I'll be I'll I'll,
0: I'll be surprised but we'll man. we'll get into it when, we, do, when yeah.
1: we discuss
0: the future of Ring of Honor here shortly let's uh like like you said that was a banger um and they can't they can't it, it's like if the briscoes don't win we riot <laughs> um, like, exactly they have so much like uh, besides the fact that mark briscoe just has seven kids there let alone like they'll stab you so there's seven people there ready to stab you so <laughs>
1: they,
0: they brought another like 20 and then that's probably like 50 percent of the arena or you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, for sure Pop, papa briscoe was uh i think kyle saw papa briscoe in, in the concession line and fans were you yeah, know was on screen uh yeah.
0: a lot of the family members were on screen too it, it nice very, nice very cool um and that's that that was a great match. It was a very uh cool throwback match to the uh, glory days of the uh, uh, Ring of Honor and to when they first kinda got on with Sinclair because Matt Taven and Mike Bennett were the chosen guys for Sinclair at the oh, time. Interesting. Um and then they formed the kingdom. So, you know, lo and behold, the the original is the O O O Gs <laughs> against OGK. Which was which was cool. That was it was fitting though, um, and the Briscoes go out twelve time champions, and then like you said, FTR comes on the scene. Holy shit! Big 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 reaction. I oh, cannot yeah. wait. I cannot wait. Um, last match of the night: Jonathan Gresham defeating Jay Lethal via submission for the Ring of Honor World Championship. 15 minutes, 35 seconds. The Ring of Honor World Championship had to be vacated. Bandito came down with COVID-19. Very sad stuff here. And it was supposed to be Gresham and Bandito, correct?
1: Yes. I very much was looking forward to that. Um, Easily was the one match I was looking forward to the most. Uh, You know, Jay Lethal makes sense as the replacement. Can't say I was all that excited about it um still a great match obviously um there was no way those you know, those two are are pros there's no way they're going to put on a bad match um but yeah you know talk about the most emotional match of the night it, 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 was, it was something special that was something special it,
0: it was very special um and it it's odd because it's like Jay lethal signed with AEW because yeah. of all this happening and then it changed the booking. What would have been the actual booking going into Jay Lethal, like staying with Ring of Honor, had Ring of Honor stayed afloat, or like you know continued on with this? Like I don't, like I I knew eventually they were gonna get to Gresham and Jay Lethal, but I think like like I said before with Kenny King and Shane Taylor, it's kind of you just kind of gotta put it together real quick because these are the guys on the card can we get this guy going against him can we get a big match right here um and it's all about timing in wrestling um and unfortunately the timing was not uh for roh as it has been for the last 20 years Uh, uh but this match was fucking incredible uh i i watched it twice Uh, because i watched it the first time and i was like man that was really good i've seen them do those spots before in a television title match that they had a year or two prior um these guys have had a a couple series of matches but mutual respect in this long period uh you know um so this one uh this one stood out a lot especially with the fan reaction and at the end um some big uh you know, near falls and then eventually being sewn up with a submission because uh Jonathan Gresham claims that the pure and pure championship wrestling is actual wrestling and it's the real wrestling. How do you feel about that at the end?
1: Um Wow, I, you know, I don't want to say mixed about that at the end. Um from his promo. I did have to like I feel like an ass. I, I did have to go get some water while he was cutting his little promo at at the end about the whole pure wrestling thing. Um, But I, I like it. I don't think I I necessarily was in love with his, his promo at the end because I am, I am excited about what he's, and I guess this kind of ties into future ROH stuff. I like what he's doing terminus um, and all that Um, in regards to the pure wrestling, Um, I like it for his gimmick, you know, that's, that's what he does. That's what he's known for. Um, It's not, it's, I don't know if I would say it's overlooked. It's probably is overlooked in pro wrestling, the, 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 you know, the grappling, what the pure wrestling.
0: In in, the
1: grander stage of wrestling
0: that's televised, I believe it's, it's overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. For diehards or people that are purists not trying to put a pun on it. Yeah, for sure. I think, so. Um, but I I think they built around him for like almost like two years, three years for this whole thing to go down. And it just, it, to me, it's a shame that the company is uh, seemingly, you know, going into exile until April. and We'll we'll see what happens. Like what, what are your thoughts going into the future? Like overall you, you had fun at the show. yes absolutely um, probably bittersweet uh bring me into the end and then what are your thoughts on the future i
1: mean like that's the thing is like it felt like the end and i know they call it the end of an era and 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 all that but this is where i i think um i think sinclair's gonna dump roh um that's, I'll explain all the reasons why. Um, but yeah, just the, the sentiment that it seems like nobody outside of Sinclair really knows what's going on. I don't even think the people in ROH know what's going on. Um, just because of how this felt like an end. Um, even though obviously they just crowned new champions, um, Gresham's defending the title for the first time tonight. Uh, and, uh, You know, it's good. That's it's going to continue in that sense, but it just felt so final with all those uh, now AEW guys that came up through ROH, doing all those thank yous and stuff. It it felt like more than just the closing of a chapter. It felt like the end of the company. I don't think that's going to be the case, but. yeah, you know the 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 language used. I have a, a screenshot here of like all the reasons why I think Sinclair is going to be dumping. Um, I mean, there's the the obvious reasons first that this isn't a ROH decision. Uh, the the what is it? The chief operating officer, whatever, said that. Uh, yeah, we discussed this in
0: we court- and Groove group before he had like the chief chief operating officer of sinclair had discussed that they didn't like ever see them as a priority they never gave them adequate money and we were all just like hey why don't you fucking try
1: right and and so i think like what 2018 was a big year for them because they had they did the madison square garden show uh, they had all in, which I guess is technically one of their shows and it looked like things were going great, but yeah, you know, you look at the, it's been 10 years now that Sinclair's own ROH and you, and you know, you look at the resources Sinclair has um, the next, the only next step up from like having a money mark, like Sinclair is like uh, Tony Khan or Vince McMahon, right? Like they, they have resources and in the 10 years that they've owned ROH, you know, what, what are they, what have they done for ROH? Um, that I don't think it's
0: them. Yeah. It's the talent. The talent has done what they need to do, but they have just kept the same fucking promotion. It's like when right. you see an ad for ROH, you're only going to see it while you're watching ROH. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and and it's, that's, that's you know, that's why those all elite guys, they were like fed up. Um, that's why we get into the all elite wrestling because they saw the writing on the wall. Um, and a lot of people have said this for a while. When Sinclair bought Ring of Honor, they, they kind of utilized it as a write off of a profit loss as far as oh my- like a sports business that they can write off as a loss. Um <clears throat> which sounds fucked up, but that's what companies will do oh yeah Um, oh
1: yeah and that's what i I think that kind of like ties in with 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 everything else like this whole you know it was a sinclair decision not an roh decision because i mean when they made that announcement some of the ink on those contracts was barely dry like they were like I i remember like my first reaction was like they just signed trisha adora and now they're announcing that they're releasing talent. So I'm like, what? What do you mean reimagining? So like that was the first red flag. And then it, it was confirmed by somebody within ROH that they said this was ultimately a Sinclair call. Uh, and it's like, yeah, duh, because you guys were signing, co- like, you were signing talent almost right up until you all announced that you were releasing talent. And then like you know, and it's seems finance- like they were on a build too, like a build <laughs> to a different direction. They were really building a roster and a pretty solid roster. That if you were going to be reimagining something, why wouldn't you reimagine with the talent that you just locked in? <laughs> um, I think another red flag that Sinclair is getting getting dumping them is that, uh, like, if you, I don't know anything about business and economics and stuff, but I, like, what fi- the financial calendar years usually what, April 1st through March. 31st and the fact that they're taking the last quarter of the financial year, first quarter of the calendar year, to quote unquote reimagine, which I really think is Sinclair reevaluating what they're gonna do. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna be looking at it and being like, We've owned this property for ten years. Uh, you know, did we get what we needed to get out of it? Is there anything we can get out of it now? Meanwhile, um, there's like forty
0: people that have worked there for ten years, like busting their ass try to get <laughs> ROH over and they're like we've tried to tell you wrestling is hot
1: mm-hmm. so I mean like that's that's the thing is like I just don't see what Sinclair will do unless Sinclair decides to go balls to the wall and then actually throw money at ROH which I don't see happening I see them crunching the numbers for this this next financial quarter to be like you know what well let's just sell off this this property Cause it's not making us money. Cause I don't see them. Cause like I saw people talking about, oh, they're gonna go to like be an independent promotion again, and it's just like that's a terrible business to get into. <laughs> like to be an independent uh, promotion is not something that I could see Sinclair wanting to do because that doesn't make you money. It's either they throw a bunch of money and try to be like another TV competitor, a serious TV competitor. Because I know technically ROH has been on TV, but you know, not nah. step up some production or light. value. Yeah, anything Which I, I just don't, don't see that happening. I don't see Sinclair being like, no, we're going to go in harder.
0: Um, do you, so do you see them rebranding to the women's, uh, the, the world of women's wrestling or w- what was that? That was the
1: rumor. Correct. They are going to air on some of their, uh, you know, they own a bunch of different TV stations across the country, so they're going to air some of of, of, of WoW on there. Um, so, I mean, if they are going in on WoW, they might stick around with ROH, but I just, I don't see what this, uh, you know, and in terms of April, they're not, oh, I dropped something. they're not, the language that they use uh, we'll be uh, back in April We'll see you in April Yeah it, it's like On the press releases we anticipate And it's just like anticipate And it's like I just don't get what You need three I, I, I don't know how to run a wrestling promotion But I don't know what you need to do That takes three months To reimagine I think and then they, you- I think they also Like they
0: think Maybe possibly there could be a COVID thing Uh, But also there's the big show. Like, you know, it's usually Supercard of Honor that runs during WrestleMania weekend. So uh, are they going to be able to get a space? One. Two, is availability for travel going to be accessible? Three, how much money are they dumping into that again for a second to third year in a row? I I feel them on that, but it's it's like, don't say... Don't don't even
1: say April then. Yeah, exactly. Uh, apparently, somebody from PW Insider says that they do have a venue in place for the event. I feel like that's just something they probably had set already before all this went down. And to be honest, you—I mean, I could book a—I could book a space for an event. Doesn't mean I have an event. I could find a—I could find a space. Um, you have the ticket sales, insurance, or talent. It, yeah it's it's just too many red flags to see that sinclair is going to continue with roh um so i i believe the future is that sinclair is going to sell it and i think someone will buy it i don't see why you know wrestling is hot right now as to who buys it i don't know and but we talked about
0: That in the group, I thought that it would be a good prize for um, Tony Khan to purchase that and have that as the back burner because most of the foundation of the people that he likes in wrestling and that he has on his brand have been part of Ring of Honor. And uh, most as far as like what we – what you even like have come into as wrestling as a wrestling fan uh and much what i like as the newer crop quote unquote um they're all ring of honor guys i've loved ring <laughs> of honor since its inception um which is going on almost 20 years now uh-huh. um, and then their ultimate downfall and i've always been a like a ring of honor fan Off and on, Um, you know, as far as like the talent is always there. Those are the guys that harvest and crop those like getting them ready for TV. Um, (laughs) And there is a lot of characters and people that we've seen along the years. And it's just interesting to see where we're going to possibly go or not go with Ring of Honor. I see uh, possibly a purchase from Tony Khan. Um, for the library and belt rights and just to see, or just a working agreement until Sinclair decides uh, what is going on in April or March for the new quarter. Like you said, it's
1: a quarterly thing. So this is all business. Um, For sure. For sure. And you know, most companies at the the last quarter of the financial year are, you know, they're number crunching, they're doing all their accounting and, to me, that's what I see this as, is the reason they're taking January through March off is Sinclair is going to do all the number crunching over the last 10 years and reevaluate what they're doing with the property. Another little red flag I saw was I read a John uh, Jonathan Gresham interview with Sports Illustrated, and he had said he's bringing, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Casey Silken? Carrie Silken? Casey Silken? Uh, yeah. Cary uh, Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's bringing him, uh, he quote unquote said, I'm bringing him down to Terminus. And I'm like, that's interesting. Cause you're talking about a man who's been with ROH since what? 2004. He was the, he was the owner of ROH that sold to Sinclair. And then he, Sinclair kept him around for the last 10 years. The TV president. Yeah, exactly. Kind of like a ceremonial kind of role. Like the Jack Tunney. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah, now you have, and now, yeah, that, that kind of, that, that was, that stood out to me the most in uh, Gresham's interview was that he's like, I'm, I'm bringing Silken down with me to Terminus. So one that makes, for me, it makes Term- what Gresham's doing with Terminus a lot more interesting. Um, that's, that's very interesting. It
0: makes me feel like they're, they're staying open. They're just kind of like going on the, uh, it's almost like the whole, the whole, the whole, um, promotion of ring of honor is going on excursion uh they're 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 going on excursion to other promotions to be like hey we're ring of honor but uh what where does, does that, that get them in the long run if they can't come back to tv um if that's an interesting perspective, perspective. those belts don't matter if the if those talent go somewhere else uh what it's 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 tna impact wrestling it's all over again you know yeah. um that's where we get into the uh the dwayne the rock johnson in a hard
1: place <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah i mean the, like the way i see it though is like it's not because at first i thought it was just talent was being released but now it's evident that it's like it's also front it's like it's it's top to bottom roh and so I'm like, so who who's left to reimagine? Like, who, if you're getting rid of like backstage contracts and and front office too, um, I mean, I don't know if they have fired the you know president or you know all I the other know, stuff,
0: but I don't know if Gator the camera guy has a job <laughs> still. But please don't go to A. You <laughs> always miss the finishes, dude.
1: Sorry. Yeah, but like, yeah, again, the fact that Silicon, who I guess. Front office, but not really front office, is is now getting involved. And I don't know if he's been involved with other promotions. I don't think he really has he's had a say in ROH. And he's like one of the uh, like the the
0: you know the minds and behind the booking and like uh, you know A and R of uh, if you will of Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah, and now he's getting involved somewhere else. So just too many red flags that i think the april i think the super card of honor is a hopeful uh i i don't i don't necessarily and yeah i think Sinclair's going to sell i don't know if they sell in the next 3 months uh, so i don't i don't i'm not expecting an april return
0: i i kind of am there with you like i i, I wish them the best but then again, I don't expect much. And if I do, it's like Ring of Honor Classic presented by W and NWA. And, and like, you know, it's like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. All those guys that were you that used to be with Ring of Honor, they're just on different promotions, but they're doing like a reunion
1: show. Exactly, exactly. Because I think now they're just going to be airing reruns of ROH on TV. Yep. Um, there was something about like there's it it, it. it just again, it also sounds like everyone in ROH is kept in the dark because. Um, let me see if I can find the the quote here. Talent was told there was some type of TV show but weren't told what that would be. So the fact that Sinclair is keeping everyone in ROH in the dark is just like too many red flags that Sinclair even wants to to, to deal with ROH anymore. Yeah. That or you're working the the
0: workers, which is never good because then you get like internal you like, "Yeah, what what like why? They're your That's, talent. Just yeah. like, tell them what's going on, sign an NDA or something, you know, like I don't know."
1: Uh, too, many too many reflex, reflex. too many yeah, reflex. I don't I don't think
0: they have enough money. I don't think they want to put enough money behind it anymore. Sinclair is done with them so like you said I think I think you and I are on the same page it's done but I think there may be a rehash of like you know ring of honor super card like I said like super card show but they're all from other promotions yeah right? yeah, so, yeah yeah exactly yeah, exactly used to be here <laughs> yeah. it's called used to be. But oh if, that's so sad there's like a <laughs> roh somewhere in the used like they like respelled used with roh in the middle like I'll i'll re-spell that in my uh, u-r-o-h-e-s-e-d yeah there we go yeah reused reused
1: is what it's called yeah i mean like you said if, if they do something it would be talent related. If anything, Gresham would probably book a, a, the super card of honor. And I'm I'm looking, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with, with terminus. It's just, it's just bittersweet.
0: Like, man, like he, he's, he's a great talent. He's one of the all like top guys that I really watch for now. Um, For sure. For sure. Uh, definitely him, Kyle O'Reilly, um, zach saber jr i like like the purist like the grappling guys that integrate grappling with wrestling and make it entertaining um and make it make sense um so uh i am definitely a fan of jonathan gresham we'll see what happens with ring of honor uh will i thank you so much for joining me um any last thoughts of ring of honor any like you know like i don't know <laughs> Where are you? No, uh, what are your on the, for for twenty twenty two going forward in wrestling? oh wow, um promotions and like you know, for you being a fan because there's a there's a lot going on. I mean, yeah, there's Punk. so
1: so much right. going on
0: going on. You know, like CM Punk returning in AEW. WWE is like firing everybody left and right because of the end of the quarters. Um and then we got ROH sewing up ship and I, I don't know. Just what are your like overall thoughts and hopes for 2022?
1: I hope that the momentum with wrestling continues to grow. And I think it will. I mean we're starting off the the 2022 with GCW at uh Hammerstein. Um and they sold out and I believe they're saying it's the largest crowd for Hammerstein in a, in a re, for a wrestling show. Um, so, I mean, kicking off the year with that. And I, just in general, I, I, I feel like every month on Twitter, I, I, I see like four new promotions popping up like indie promotions. Um, so to me, that's a healthy sign. even with, we just talked about ROH, you know, closing shop, it's not, Like, this is going to be a death blow to wrestling. So for 2022, I I just, I hope to see that continued momentum and growth that we've been seeing on the independent circuit uh, just continue to crescendo into just, you know, something amazing. West Coast Pro is another promotion out, obviously on the West Coast, that are putting on banger shows. You got GCW. Um, Even here in Maryland, I feel like, uh, the local promotions um are booking better talent not to knock on the local talent but i feel like the shows and the cards are starting to look more appealing to me where maybe i am going to drive all the way up to baltimore uh for for a show so i'm very optimistic about awesome. about 2022. awesome yeah.
0: yeah like you said everything is kind of like gelling out where it's like we're seeing where it's like Okay, if you're a wrestling fan, do you really want to see wrestling or do you want to see this uh the the indie stuff, which is where you get to see people hone their skills and learn, which is always fun, which is a different like a uh, different experience for watching wrestling for sure, which I'm so like glad that the uh uh the recent exposure of wrestling and the popularity burst, you know, the, bu- the bubble within the last few years, uh, we, we get more exposure to wrestling because that used to not be a thing for a while. <laughs> it was like Maryland, Maryland championship wrestling. I've never like, you know, and then hanging out with the wrestle dudes, everyone's like, Oh yeah. Ring of honor evolve MCW, like you know, GCW. It's like, Holy shit. There are so many pro Promotions to watch and like people to see to come up and you know and now like you said now they're sh- they're signing top talent mm-hmm. that uh you know need these positions and because it'll draw in more crowds as we uh tend to open up um so yeah it's it's a really good time to be a fan Um 2022 should be a banger hopefully there's no variant of uh,
1: knock on wood um, <laughs>
0: yeah. we're, we're near. Uh, yeah. So uh, hopefully everything goes good, man. I really appreciate you talking to me and coming on the podcast and becoming a part of the hosting squad. Uh, you know, you'll get a Jersey or a shirt eventually. I mean, the whole thing for shirt. <laughs> shirt shipping right now, it'll be on an episode cause I go off on the fucking postal service. Uh, <clears throat> I, bet. Bet. I go postal on postal. Um, <laughs> they resent me the shirt that I sent out. So Jesus Thanks. Christ, for three months now, uh, yeah. Mind you, uh, I guess nobody just wants to, you know, do their job, but whatever. <laughs> uh, anyhow, I appreciate you joining me. Absolutely, it was a blast. I hope to have you back. Um, we can chat it up, uh, you know, about anything wrestling. Again, uh, this was really fun because you had the insight of going to see wrestling uh, recently with ROH, and then you know you, you're like a a newer fan, so it's very cool to have this perspective. Um, I really appreciate you coming on Retromania. I appreciate you inviting me on. Yes, and thank you. Um, uh, we'll catch up again, man.
1: Absolutely.